Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 121 of the podcast that was originally recorded on July 9th of 2016. Some of the games I played for the week. Pathfinder Adventure Card Game. We got back into more of the season of the Rune Lords. A little Crossmaster quest. My wife and I played some Favor of the Pharaoh. I spent some time with Dead by Daylight. A little bit of time with Sea Dogs to each his own. And on my PlayStation 4, I visited Saints Row Get Out of Hell. I also talk about a few of the games I want to play. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and welcome to episode 121 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. As always, you can send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We have a guild over there. Our guild number is 2440. Just look for What I'm Playing Now. On Twitter, you can follow me at What I'm Playing Now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. Our Facebook page is What I'm Playing Now, so just do a search for that on Facebook. Google Plus is plus.google.com slash the plus sign What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Okay, let's jump into a few of the games I played for this week. The first game we're going to talk about is, of course, our Pathfinder Adventure card game, which I played last Sunday. Boy, we had a tough scenario that my group was trying to go through. We actually had a nice group of people show up, so we split up into two different groups playing, just so we weren't playing with full tables. We tried to keep the numbers a little lower this time than we were with um, last season, considering six people kind of took a little while to play, and the downtime in between your turns was just a little little bit much, so we just split up this time, went to two different tables in my group. There were three of us there, and we were doing 2-1-B under the season of the Rune Lords, and that is the problem with dragons. Our villain for this scenario was Black Fang. Our henchmen were poison traps. Since there were three of us, we had five locations that we needed to go through looking for Black Fang. All of the henchmen and Black Fang himself, well, I think there were probably three or four of the locations where henchmen were basically the second or last card in the deck. So our group on the first try and go through with this scenario actually ran out of time. And we haven't done that in a long time. I can't even think of the last time we were actually just ran out of time and basically just had to reset everything and go through it a second time. It's been a while since we've had to do that. And it wasn't that our group wasn't getting good draws, wasn't getting good rolls. We we were pretty much able to defeat everything that we was getting thrown at us. There were, there were a few things we had some problems with, but the problem was just a majority of the cards were just on the bottom of the decks. We just literally just ran out of cards in time to be able to complete the scenario successfully. So we had to play it a second time, and the second time, we were much more successful. There were five to ten cards left in the actual Blessings deck, I would say, by the time we finished the second time. So it was it was just a matter of, I don't want to say bad shuffling for that first deck, but it was it was just kind of unlucky that it happened. So we actually had played through this scenario, like I said, twice, finished it the second time successfully, and had a good time playing. Um, I will say playing with my Inquisitor, I do feel a little bit on the weaker side, considering we really haven't gotten a lot of good deck upgrades yet so far. It seems like when we're finishing the scenarios, there aren't a lot of level one cards that we've drawn 
throughout the game. So a lot of us really haven't been able to replace some of the, the more basic cards that we have in our deck that we started off with. I'm still getting used to playing with a hand of five, as I believe with my Paladin, I had a hand of four for quite a while until I had upped that hand limit a little bit. And the Inquisitor starts off initially with a hand of five. So that's taken a little bit of getting used to, especially if you take any damage, you really need to watch and see how many hit points and cards you have left in your deck before carrying on. But the second time, like I said, we were successful at this, so we will be meeting again next week to continue on with the season of Rune Lords, which everybody seems to be liking um, okay so far. I haven't really heard anybody say anything down or have, have anything negative to say like we were with um, the last season, the season of the Righteous. So hopefully that was maybe just a one-off season where things kind of just got... I don't want to say things got a little overpowered, but I just don't think the balance was there like it was with the first season with the season of the Shackle. So I'm hoping that the Rune Lords here that we're playing is back to being a nice balanced scenario. So we'll see as we continue playing on through this season and and we're going to carry on with the Pathfinder Adventure card game. Then on Thursday, I went down to my local game store. Well, I wanted to play one of the games in my What I Want to Play Now part of the show, which I'll talk about later. I had I had told and promised a couple of guys that I would play a game of Crossmaster Quest with them. And I, the game that I'm going to talk about in the What I Want to Play Now, I'm going to I'm going to hopefully get to play on Monday. So I'm not really losing any sleep over that. But I had been wanting to play Crossmaster Quest for quite a while now, actually since well before it was released. I had talked about this game when I had first heard about it and when I had first played Crossmaster. Arena. I had mentioned that Crossmaster Quest was jumping to the top of my want-to-buy list, and I'm actually glad I was able to get this to the table before purchasing because while the game is fun, I don't think it was the game I was looking for as far as dungeon crawl games go. And uh, in playing with the group of guys who have played this and both Arcadia Quest, they both say that Arcadia Quest is probably going to be the game that would probably suit more of what I'm looking for in a dungeon crawl. But let's talk about Crossmaster Quest here for a little bit. Each of us started off with uh, level 5 characters because I guess you can actually pick what level characters you want to start off playing as. And then the boss monsters that have come into play actually are a little higher than normal. So the one guy had told asked me to pick a number between, I think it was like 1 and 6, and I picked 5. So he kind of laughed and said, okay. We're playing level five characters, which I really didn't see. I mean, I, I guess there are some differences between the Crossmaster characters in their levels, but I really didn't unlock too many of the other abilities that my character had. Because even though we were playing for probably good two hours, I will say that I think the game just ended kind of fast. And this is one of the things that in playing the game, several of the guys had mentioned that they're probably going to start coming up with house rules. The one guy that was actually teaching it to me has actually come up with quite a few house rules on how he wants to do some different things and how he wants to change the game. Because there's, if you're playing completely by the rules and following the end game, what it basically brings around at the end of the game, it just seems like the game is just cut way too short before you're actually leveling up your character, getting a little bit stronger, and just having that feeling of growth and playing like an RPG where your character just gets stronger along the way. So one of the things that actually brings about the end of the game is there is a card deck that is that has quests on there, and these quest cards are flipped over. I believe it's like every other turn when somebody is controlling the demon-type characters, which are going to be kind of like the NPC characters that are in this game. And three cards are flipped over. There is a track where there are eight quest cards that are going to be laid out that could possibly come up in this deck that are coming that are being flipped over. This deck can also contain cards that are monsters and demons of some sort, which are higher-level characters that can come out. And once you fill in the eight spots on that quest track, the ninth card that comes out, 
basically signifies the end of the game. And then you just look at your GGs, whoever has the most GGs going to be the winner. And like I said, I just felt like that's how our game ended. And everybody said, this is how a majority of their games end. And that's the one big kind of like pet peeve that everybody seems to have with this is it just seems to cut the game so short from from playing so like i was saying the one guy that was teaching the game he's come up with quite a few different uh scenarios one of the things i think he's possibly going to do in the the marketplace is instead of everything being flipped over and you basically just buying an item and not knowing what's there you're just basically buying it based on the resources that you can see on the top of the card he's going to actually flip over the cards make you pay the higher price for it and then you can still actually create and craft the the item you can craft different weapons trinkets armor and things like that just like any sort of role-playing game that was a pretty good idea i think they're also going to basically not have the quest signify the end of the game because like I said, that just seems like a really kind of just silly thing. I mean, it's, even though we were playing for a while, everybody, the four of us that were playing were really into the game. Nobody really wanted the game to kind of end. I'm sure we probably could have just pressed on, but a couple of people wanted to play a few other things uh, that night. So we kind of just stopped there since, you know, that kind of did signify the end of the game. I really was kind of just in the midst of growing my character and finishing a few quests. I had started off very strong. I was able to teleport to one part of the board knock out a few things very quickly and then when I teleported back I kind of ran out of gold kind of shorted myself from actually being able to complete a couple of the quests that I had three of the four components done on so I was just trying to gather a couple of rounds and get the last things I needed to complete those quests and and the game ended before I was actually ever able to so I kind of felt like I played basically like half a game. I will say the game is fun. I, I did like Crossmaster Arena, but I was hoping that the quest game would be something a little more that my wife and I would probably enjoy playing. And while I think we would like it, I think there's probably better dungeon crawl games out there. And from what it's sounding like everybody telling me and from a lot of the research I'm doing, Arcadia Quest is probably going to be the one that uh, one of the guys will hopefully bring down to the game store for me and we can get to the table and I can just verify that before purchasing it purchasing it because Arcadia Quest definitely is not on the cheaper side as far as our boxed board games goes. It's definitely on the higher end of the price scale for games. But I will say, Crossmaster Quest, I will be playing again. I think this Saturday, there's actually going to be a small tournament down at my local game store. And I'm really thinking about attending that. I think it's only $5 to enter. I'm not really looking forward to, or I'm not really looking for winning anything or getting anything. I think just going down and playing the game again would just be kind of fun. The PvP aspect in the game was kind of nice. There is, there's a small screw your, you know, screw your opponent component to the actual game in that you can attack your opponent. You can move, when you control the, the mobs that are on the board, you can actually move them and surround an opponent with the mob so they kind of can't maybe move and get away from those mobs that are around them. Being able to lock down an opponent when they're next to them, I got unlucky the one time when I was trying to move away from an opponent because the character I was playing only had a ranged attack and I was in melee with several characters, basically being completely adjacent to an opponent as well as other mobs. I was trying to just move one square away so I could actually do an attack and the opponent locked me down. I was unable to roll the boot symbol or the random symbol to basically let me pick any side of the die. So I was locked down and pretty much kind of just basically lost a turn there because it really wasn't anything I could do. And that happened a couple of times. So it was kind of just a bummer that that happened. And, and there's there's a few things that I think could be tweaked for this game some. But it, I will say that there there's a lot of, there are some really good 
components to the game as well as some good ideas there so i have a feeling once this game evolves a little bit maybe with an expansion that comes out it could really round out the game i think quite a bit and turn into a very very fun dungeon crawl for a game so if you're looking for something like this definitely check out gross master quest like i said it's definitely not on my buy list anymore but it's still something that i would like to play and see hit the table and like i said i probably will be participating in the tournament next saturday that's happening down at my local game store one of the games my wife and i had played that this past week a little favor of the pharaoh i had talked about this game in the past when i explained this to her i explained it to her as yahtzee on steroids and she kind of laughed because the first couple of turns she's like this is nothing like yahtzee and then after a few turns she kind of see what i meant by saying that with the pusher luck component with the dice how you're trying to basically build up to try to get seven of a kind so you can get that queen card and the pharaoh token basically just try to win and we actually split we played the game probably four times and i think we split two wins apiece so i think we need to play one more to see who actually is going to be the winner of favor the pharaoh but she had a really good time playing this one i did too this was a game that I had picked up months ago. I think I picked this game up around Christmas time and we had not had a chance to get it to the table with everything that's been going on around our house lately. So I was really happy that I was able to kind of pull this game out, teach it to her the one night and we sat around playing it pretty much for a majority of the evening. So I had talked about Favor of the Pharaoh before in a previous podcast, and that would be Podcast 92. So if you look for Whippencast 92, you will find my review of Favor of the Pharaoh as well as a little bit of how to play the game as I went through that as well. So definitely check out episode 92 of Whippencast and you can see what my thoughts and how to play a little bit of Favor the Pharaoh are. All right, so next on the list, that was pretty much it for board games this week. There really weren't a lot of board games played during the week. I I did get a chance to play a few video games, so we'll chat about those real quick. I did get a chance to play some more Dead by Daylight. There was another patch that was released for this game. I think they're on version 102 now, or patch 102 is the one that they're on. I believe they had fixed a few things with some of the survivors in the way they are using windows and basically they're trying to stop some of the survivors from being able to run around in circles in certain areas and evade the killer the whole time some of the people are calling it kind of like infinity loops because there are certain areas of the board where the killer just cannot catch the the survivors based on the windows and the way of the map is designed so i think they're actually trying to balance some of this stuff out there's still talk about the way that they're going to be working on being able to start your own group along with your friends and then play with other people over the internet and not just be stuck with playing with just a group of your friends and just you know like i was the one time playing with possibly one other person that was on my friends list because you can't really the two of us weren't able to jump out into the whole pool of games that are being played out there so they're working on fixing those things there was a really good developer diary that had gone up the other day that i was able to watch the other night and there's a lot of good things i think that they're planning for this game i believe there's a new villain a new killer that they're working on right now which sounds like that could be a lot of fun it sounds like they're also going to be adding in more maps to the game so it sounds like the developers for dead by daylight are definitely putting the work in to keep the game growing and hopefully it stays popular like it is and hopefully i can get a lot more of this played with some friends this week because i was just going online and hopping into random games this past week and a couple of matches i did okay but most of the matches they're still there's still just a lot I need to learn about this game and just the memorization of the maps I think is what I just really need to work on right now because that's going to help me learn where to run when being chased by a killer because right now I just seem to be picking the wrong paths and going down them and and getting hooked very easily. So Dead by Daylight is still a lot of fun and having a really good time with that one. One of the games I had picked up during this Steam summer sale 
I had picked up two games. I had picked up Sea Dogs to each his own. I also picked up Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, although I really haven't had any chance, any time to spend with Vampire. I did spend a little bit of time in going through the, to the, through the tutorial of Sea Dogs to each his own. And this is a game I'd like to spend a little bit of time with. I'd like to possibly get back to my Twitch stream and maybe finish up Diablo 2 and then maybe jump back into Sea Dogs as my old game once I'm done with Diablo 2. So I need to see if I can start up my Wednesday night Wayback stream again maybe this coming week. And I need to figure out where I'm at with Diablo 2. I'm definitely not going to restart it because we're in Act 2. I know that much. But I need to figure out what I need to do to get to the next section of Diablo 2. And I need to work through that through through that for the next couple of weeks and then start playing something else because I definitely want to get my Twitch stream going again. But Sea Dogs is is an interesting game. I had actually owned the original game, but I think I lent it to a friend, so I really never had a chance to fully complete the game. This one is basically the second game and there are a couple of expansions. I think there's one or two expansions out for it. I didn't get any of the expansions. I just picked up the base game. I might be talking about this one in the future, but it may be a little while because like I said, I need to get back to Diablo 2 and finish that one. One of the free games this month on PS4 was Saints Row Get Out of Hell. I was a huge fan of Saints Row the Third. That was a game that was probably one of my favorite games when it had come out that year. It probably would have been my game of the year. I had played the living hell out of that game and just could not stop playing Saints Row the Third. I had I just had a great time with it. I don't know why. I had played a couple of the earlier games. I've always been a fan of the Grand Theft Auto games from Rockstar, but Saints Row the Third was just something that just came out at a time where I was kind of looking for a game like that, and it just filled that itch where it just wasn't as serious as Grand Theft Auto and was just a lot of fun to play and just all the different vehicles, the different quest side quests and just the different abilities and the way you can progress your character was just really fun. I hadn't played, I actually skipped Saints Row 4 because I heard mixed kind of reviews about that one so I wasn't too sure about Get Out of Hell. And in Get Out of Hell you're kind of playing almost like a superhero because some of the first things I've picked up are basically flight and super speed and I'm not really too sure I, I care for this. I'm going to give this one a little bit more try and, and actually see how it goes. But so far... It's it, it's definitely a completely different game than the third, and while that's a good thing, I, I just don't know if this is the game that I'm looking for that I want to play right now. So I'm going to spend a little bit more time with Saint Row Get Out of Hell, and I'll probably be talking about that one again, but... I don't know if that's one that I will definitely get to the end of. One of the other games I had downloaded after some of the talk at E3 was Resident Evil 7. They had a short demo out there, and I heard that this demo actually isn't going to be part of the game. This is kind of like a prologue uh, to the game. The graphics, my wife and I were sitting there, and we were just amazed at how realistic that everything looked. And this kind of reminded me of PT when PT was released um, a good year or so ago around, I believe it was E3 timeframe. Uh, but Resident Evil 7 was just a lot of fun. It's definitely, you really weren't introduced to any sort of zombies, but just the suspense and feeling. There were a couple of times where I did jump in playing that game. There were a couple of nice little jump scares that you had, which reminded me of PT. But the graphics and just everything about the gameplay, if they actually make Resident Evil 7 like what this demo is, as opposed to how some of the past Resident Evil games have been, I will definitely be picking up Resident Evil 7 because I had a lot of fun with this. And while the demo was rather on the short, short um, end of time, I, I want to go through it actually again to see if there's anything I missed. But I had a really good time playing the demo for Resident Evil 7. And I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to this game now. And I have no idea when that one's coming out. 
So that's it. Those are the games I played for the week. A few of the games that I want to play. On Thursday when I was down at the store and I was playing the Crow's Match Request, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, the one game that the owner gave me right when I walked in, it was a demo copy for Mystic Veil. I guess he had someone from AEG's group of game demoers coming around and actually teaching it to some people Thursday night. I was kind of bummed that I had actually made other plans to play Crossmaster Quest that night, but I figure Mystic Veil is coming out next week and I'm probably heading down to the store on Monday, so I'm going to definitely try to get a game of Mystic Veil in on Monday. I, I'm sure I can get a group of people playing it. So that is one game that I'm really looking forward to. I actually helped him sleeve all the cards. I will say the art on the cards are really nice and the plastic inserts that you use for this kind of card building mechanic that they have for this game looks to be very interesting. I've watched a couple of videos on the game so far, how it's played and kind of what's done with the game. And this looks to be a pretty fun game. And I'm actually looking forward to the next game that they have coming out along these lines, which is supposed to be a little bit more of an advanced game than what Mystic Veil is, because it sounds like in Mystic Veil, you're kind of just working in, and building up your deck and going for victory points. You can't really do much to hinder or harm your opponent's deck in any way, whereas the next game that they have coming out in this line of games is going to be one where it sounds like you can actually damage your opponent's cards and possibly take them, so I'm kind of interested to see that one as well. And then there's also another Tiny Epic game coming out, Tiny Epic Quest. This one is being termed as kind of like a Zelda-type open adventure-style sandbox game where you're fighting goblins and all sorts of other things and leveling up your characters. So as far as Tiny Epic Games goes, I definitely like those games. And Tiny Epic Quest, if you read the description from what they have out on BoardGameGeek, this one sounds like it could be a lot of fun. So this one may be one that I have to possibly kickstart. We'll see how it goes once that one hits Kickstarter here. I don't believe this one's coming out till 2017 so there's a little bit of time for that one as well and that is about it those are the games i played for the week and those are a few of the games that i want to play coming up as always you can send me some emails let me know what you're playing now you can send those emails to what i'm playing now at gmail.com you can also join us in some conversations and some postings on the forums over at board game geek our guild is 2440 where what i'm playing now on Twitter, you can follow me at What I'm Playing Now. Don't forget to drop that G like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign, What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash What I'm Playing Now. Hey, everybody, as always, you know what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go play some games and then let me know what you're playing now. Have a great week, everybody. I'll be back next week with another episode and a few more games to talk about. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. 